You're listening to Mornings with Kelly and Steve on Moody Radio, from the word to life. Six hundred and twenty-eight days ago, Kelly, on February twenty-fourth in twenty twenty-two, Russia crossed the Ukrainian border and started a relentless assault on the people of Ukraine, Kelly, and it's been just horrifying ever mm-hmm. since. Ever since. I know. I, I don't think any of us thought that this would last this long. We prayed it wasn't going to happen, but here we are, and um, we've got a chance to help minister to yes. people in Ukraine. Uh, through Mission to Ukraine. And here to talk about that this morning, uh, back with us, actually, uh, we spoke with them a couple of weeks ago, Steve Bowles, Executive Director of the U.S. Staff for Mission to Ukraine, and Ira Vinglovska, uh, Director in Ukraine for that staff there. Good morning to the two of you. Ira, you came a long way. <laughs> yes, took me two days to get here, but I'm glad I'm here. Steve, good morning to you, too. Good morning. Thanks for having us back. We truly appreciate it. We're very grateful for you guys coming in this morning because in the midst of all of this, uh, Mission to Ukraine was really positioned uh, to give and respond to the needs of women who have children with disabilities or in crisis pregnancy. And that whole concept is something that I think went unthought of. You know, we saw in the news just the barrage of the military assault and not really recognizing that there is a portion of the population uh, with disabilities that are in need and how you guys were positioned to respond to that. Tell us a little bit about what is happening right now in Ukraine and how you're assisting. Mission to Ukraine actually has been in place in Zhitomir, Ukraine for 26 years. Yeah. And so when the full-scale invasion um, broke out, we knew that our focus number one is to help those who are in the most need. And the families we serve did not have ability to evacuate. Uh, it's very hard to drag children with special needs away from their familiar surrounding, put them in a car or and take them to an unknown place. They didn't respond well to us. So most of our families were on the ground and we needed to be too. And for two years, it's been becoming more and more difficult. Uh, inflation is raging, of course. Thankfully, the Lord has protected our region from the actual invasion, um, but there are missile attacks every single day and actually every single night. So moms have to get up in the middle of the night and take their children and try to get down to the basement or bomb shelter to hide them. And the um, very active, fierce fights are happening all uh, in all along the eastern part of Ukraine and southern part of Ukraine. So unfortunately, every single family impacted because our men are fighting and we are losing a lot of them. And our children are losing their dads. And in daily missile attacks, children are dying, civilians are dying. And you probably don't hear much about it, but every single day it continues. And at this moment, uh, there is a lot of um, concern because Ukraine does not have enough means to win in this war. We receive uh, help to continue going. But we don't have enough help to to win or end this war. So this is just my huge prayer request for you all. This is a perfect stage for the Lord to intervene mm. and do something grand and show himself, protect us and show the whole world he's with us. He's with those who are marginalized. 
I can't imagine trying to do ministry in the midst of a, a situation like this. Um, talk about the, the 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 families that you're trying to serve. If you would paint a picture of them, so that our listeners this morning can understand more about who they are and and what they they deal with on a daily basis. So imagine a single mom who um, was living, evacuating a place called Borodyanka, and she had on nearly enough time just to grab a suitcase to run away from from her home. So she's going, not knowing where she's going. She's just moving uh, west, and she arrives to Zhitomir to stop just for the night to take a break, and she finds out she's pregnant. And thankfully, Mission to Ukraine was there to counsel her. But she's in total despair. She doesn't think she has a future. She doesn't have a place to live. She doesn't have anything. And she doesn't know the Lord. And this is the biggest thing. When we come and tell her, there is somebody you can lean on. He will take care of you. And there is future. And we help practically. Because she needs a place to live. She needs a bag of food to eat. And she needs to know that she'll be able to feed her baby when the baby is born and Mission to Ukraine comes alongside families like this to provide food, baby food, medicines, all of the most necessary supplies and also give them hope and teach them about the Lord and relationships with Him. Mm -hmm. Or you can think about a disabled mom who lives out in the village. Uh, She's single. She doesn't have a husband. She needs to take care of her child 24-7 with just a very tiny bit of support from the government. And a missile flies by and blows something nearby, and her roof is gone. Now it's raining, and she doesn't have a place to live because everything is wet. She doesn't have any means to be able to do anything about this. And this is where Mission to Ukraine comes along to help her practically repair what what was damaged and again support her give her hope give her practical assistance and just be there for them or rehabilitation uh, children need ongoing therapy if you stop <clears throat> the regression uh, starts happening and if you, she cannot just keep her child in a basement the child needs to come and receive practical support so Mission to Ukraine, uh, who is actually now operating out of a basement of the Baptist Church, is able to be there five days a week offering our occupational physical therapy, speech therapy classes. And this is such a um, life changer for these kids because our place is fun and bright and joyful. And children don't have joy like this anymore. Our moms, we did a summer camp this summer. And my moms told us that their children start, started smiling and laughing for the first time in two years. So there is a lot of uh, sadness, grief, suffering, fear. But And this is where MTU comes alongside to change that also. Yeah. You know, when you think about the practical ways that you're able to help those who are in need, you mentioned something a little bit earlier about many of the people that you do encounter, which is that they may not know God, they may not know the hope, they may not have a relationship, they may not have ever even heard the words Jesus Christ as the name of the one who can provide that hope. How important is it 
as you minister to give the practical needs that they are needing, uh, whatever that might be, in, in terms of food, in terms of shelter, in terms of clothing, all of those things, how um, important do you guys see it as that spiritual care, and, and how do you evangelize to them apart from doing those things, apart from doing the, the, the practical steps? Jesus said you will always have poor with you. So we all understand it's not enough just to feed somebody today. They will be hungry again tomorrow. Yeah. <clears throat> and Mission to Ukraine uh, ministers to people for a limited period of time, one year, two years, several years, but still there are more needs. We have thousands of children who need our help. We cannot help the same 100 or 500 kids. So we know we need to let them go and grab new children. What are they living with? And our ministry is founded on the love of Christ and his call to come and bring the gospel to these people. So this is um, the main reason. And yet people who come to us, if a mom who is very depressed, uh, betrayed by everybody, by her husband, society, by the time she comes to Mission to Ukraine, she has knocked a lot of the doors and nobody was mm. able to help her. And if she comes through our door, knowing or having heard that God is not a loving God, he's a punishing judge who is punishing her for some horrible sins that she did with this child. And we, if we just jump on her with the Bible, she won't listen. Right. But if we love on her, if we give her what she needs, Jesus said, give them a cup of water if they need water. If we uh, provide life-changing service for them, then we have right to tell her something, and she will listen to us. Yeah. And so all of our clients are in the Bible studies, and it's a very slow process. We first start with just introduction and telling them about who God is, and slowly, slowly we come uh, to the point where we witnessed and bring the gospel to them. And they listen and accept. Yeah. And one of the things that I think is a key strategy that ERA and our staff in Ukraine uh, focus on is as we work with them, we transition them into local churches in the Zhitomir, Ukraine area, because we realize, like Ira had said, uh, after a year or two of working with these families, uh, they need somewhere to go. And those local churches that we have trained then pick them up and continue to work with them and incorporate them into their body and the life of that church. Steve, I want to ask you, I mean, I, I know that Ira and her staff, obviously, I mean, they are in Ukraine, and they're working directly uh, with these women, children, families. Um, we're here. What what can we do to help? What is, what is your staff doing for Mission to Ukraine? Sure. Uh, the number one thing that we do, we have our board of directors here in the Indianapolis area, and the board provides oversight for the organization itself, as well as helps to raise the funds necessary for the ongoing work in Ukraine. We have regular uh, times of prayer. We have something called the Masha Giving Circle, where women get together and pray for the women in Ukraine. We believe that prayer is the number one asset that we have to provide for our folks in Ukraine. Where we used to collect over the past year, year and a half, a lot of humanitarian aid to send to Ukraine, we have found that that's just too cost prohibitive. And so what we're doing now is purchasing those humanitarian items in Ukraine and in Poland and in Romania and the surrounding areas so that we can get it much more cheaply and get it to the folks in need right 
right when it's needed. So if someone wanted to do that, what would they need to do? I mean, I, obviously, I'm, I'm sitting here listening to what Ira is saying, and how can your heart not mm-hmm. want to jump in and do more? So I, I know that I'm not the only one. Sure. We would love for people to give us a call. Um, our phone number is 317-213-0172. Again, that's 317-213-0172. Or they could go to our website at missiontoukraine.org, and there's plenty of, um, plenty of opportunities to get involved. We'd love to meet and talk with each one of you on that. Well, we're going to come back after a quick two-minute break. If you're just checking in with us right now, we're speaking with Steve Bowles and Ira Venglovska of Mission to Ukraine. They are in studio sharing the mission and the ministry of Mission to Ukraine. And we're going to share information about our upcoming Fernando Ortega concert on Friday evening. You're listening to a Mornings with Kelly and Steve podcast. Be sure to check us out every weekday morning from 6 to 9 on Moody Radio. Listening to Mornings with Kelly and Steve. It's Moody Radio Indiana. We're glad that you are with us. Kelly, uh, on Friday evening, where are you going to be? I'm going to be at College Park Church for the Fernando Ortega concert to benefit Mission to Ukraine. Are you just going to follow me? Because I was planning to be there on Friday evening as well. I thought you were going to follow me. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, we could if we do that, then we'll just go in circles. <laughs> we can't do that. <laughs> we do One of us that needs anyway. to go there first yeah. <laughs> and lead the way. And we would love for you to be there as well. Now, College Park Church is going to be hosting mm-hmm. Fernando Ortega in concert. All the proceeds are going to go to Mission to Ukraine. And you can get involved there a couple different ways. Uh, Steve Bowles is in studio with us. He's the U.S. Executive Director. And Steve, you had already mentioned uh, joining the Masha Giving Circle. What other ways can people get involved? I understand that you can actually like link a Kroger card. You could do all sorts of different things to get involved or even present Mission to Ukraine to your church leadership or Bible study. How can folks get involved? I was waiting for the little red light to go. come on so I could say something. <laughs> <laughs> I learned that last time I talked into a, into a microphone and nobody was hearing me. Yeah, certainly linking your Kroger card is, is a, a very simple way to be financially involved with Mission to Ukraine. Yeah. It doesn't cost you anything else. And I think one penny out of every dollar maybe goes uh, – I can't remember the exact amount, but it's, it's, it's a nice little way to get involved. And everybody can do it that shops at Kroger. But uh, inviting us to your church would be something. We have – Ukrainian refugees who are now living in Indiana. They've come because of the war. Perhaps their husband is in the front lines and they it's, it's just not safe for them to be here. So the mothers and the children are in the Indiana area, Indianapolis and, and surrounding communities. Um, and they will come to your church and talk firsthand mm-hmm. about what it's like in Ukraine and about how you can pray for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, three or four times a year, we're doing something now called Taste and See, where your local church can host us and we show up and teach you how to make borscht and make vareniki, some of the delicious foods from Ukraine. Oh, you're killing me, Steve. Well, you know, you're not just making the food and tasting it, but it also is an opportunity to think about and to pray about our brothers and sisters in Christ who are suffering so much in Ukraine. So that's an opportunity. And then we also have times when we just get together with no other reason than to pray. Mm Mm-hmm. And we pray and we seek the Lord and we ask for an end to this war. 
and we ask for uh, our people to be protected um, and for for our staff and our volunteers to continue in the effective work that they're doing with some five or six hundred children with disabilities on a yearly basis. We work at an orphanage for young men with very significant disabilities. And also the, the mothers who are considering abortion. Uh, we talk with them and encourage them towards life. And just last year, we saw some 600 women, almost a 1,000 women since the war has begun, who have chosen life rather than abortion. And uh, we get together, and we pray for those women by name. Just marvelous. It's wonderful. Yeah. Ira, speaking of praying, I wanted to ask you quickly, uh, just in the next minute or so, Ira, if you would, uh, what are some, because you're, you're there serving directly on the ground with these with these people, these women, these families, what are some specific prayer needs for you, for your staff in Ukraine directly? Well, uh, first of all, of course, pray for protection. Uh, every day, Russia is bombing Ukraine, uh, bombing our buildings, killing our people. So for, pray for protection of our staff, our clients, our children, our moms, uh, our facilities and properties. Uh, of course, our, the biggest and only prayer everybody's asking for is victory. We're not just praying for the war to stop. We are praying and asking the Lord to show up and show the whole world that he's mighty and give us victory in this unjust war. Mm-hmm. You know, when I think about uh, how long this has gone on and the potential for how long it can continue on, um, it does bring up that that issue of safety for your staff. Um, how many people do you have on the ground that are working in Ukraine? At the moment, we have 40 staff members and 80 volunteers who are laboring in this ministry, and we serve about 2,000 people every year. That is just remarkable to do with just shy of 50 people to do that work. That's remarkable, Kelly. It is. It is incredible. mm. Well, we are all looking forward to getting together and benefiting this wonderful ministry. And uh, again, this is going to be Friday night. Fernando Ortega concert, College yep. Park Church, Indianapolis. If you need ticket information, you can go to missiontoukraine.org and click on the events tab yep. for your ticket information. There's a roundabout right there at College Park. So I, Kelly, Steve, I don't know if you're going to get stuck on that I'm roundabout going around and around. And if, around. If that I way you can follow each time, other. If I don't just show up in time, you. come and get me. I'll be on the roundabout. There you go, yeah. following I each just, other. <laughs> I, I, you know, I pray, literally, as I approach every roundabout, Lord, help me get in the right lane and not frustrate people because we don't have those up in Muncie. <laughs> and I know I frustrate people once I get on one. So, <laughs> Well, don't pray to get in the right lane. Pray to be in the correct lane. The correct lane. lane. That's what I mean. Yeah, because sometimes lane. you're supposed to be in the left, Kelly. Yeah, and I don't so want to hurt anybody. I don't want to be hurt by anybody. <laughs> I don't want anybody to give me any hand signals either. Well, we are <laughs> so. looking... We are looking forward to you joining us, and hopefully you will not get stuck in the roundabout either over there at 96. You're listening to Mornings with Kelly and Steve on Moody Radio, from the word to life.